1: Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com.
2: AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Mix of clouds and sun, the balance of the afternoon. Windy at times with a high of 43. Some clouds, night low 29 kind of cloudy tomorrow some sun high up to 48 I'll take that Sixers are home this evening against Charlotte that game starts at 7 Sixer head coach Doc Rivers on the growth of their superstar center Joel Embiid in terms of being a leader
3: No I mean I don't know I just he's just growing you know he's really just grown some of the stuff we talked about in the summer which is more private stuff you know where He's taken those steps. He's made those measures. He's um he's he, he's made himself part of the group, uh, more so. And I think that's very important for his growth. Uh, but I really think it's important for the team's growth.
2: Sixers head coach Doc River, speaking of the group, Andre Drummond spoke about a theme that has popped up more than once this year, the excellent team chemistry.
3: I harp on this a lot just about the character and the guys that we have on this team and how much we really enjoy being on the same team with each other and it's easy, easy to be with these guys, and it's easy to figure things out. We can have those tough conversations with each other when things aren't going the right way without people getting in their feelings. And, you know, we put it to a side and go out there and play for one common goal, which is to beat the other team. And, you know, it's, it's rare to find that with teams. And with us, it's it's night and day from what, I'm, what I've been used to.
2: Andre Drummond of the Sixers again home tonight against Charlotte at 7. Flyers are at Boston tomorrow night at 7. At least they think they will be. They were supposed to have a game last night. It's got postponed due to kind of a last-minute COVID thing, and there, uh, uh Claude Giroux of the Flyers talked about that.
3: Yeah, I mean that's not really in our decision. That's kind of the league to decide if we're gonna play or not. So for us, it's uh, sometimes you have a game that you're not sure you're gonna play. You just gotta, yeah, you gotta pretend like you know you're gonna play, and uh, just you gotta prepare yourself for the game. And um, you know, obviously we have a a lot of guys that were out, and but. You know, guys are slowly going to come back here and we'll be able to, to get the guys back.
2: Claude Giroux of the Flyers. Do what you can right where you are with what's right in front of you and uh, control what you can control, so to speak, as uh, he's saying there, I suppose. Also, of the Flyers, Kevin Hayes talked about it. Has been a tough year, including their head coach getting fired not long ago and uh, the players that have been sick and in and out and all that, and yet he has a positive spin. Well
0: guys out, it's, uh, it's obviously tough when you have new faces every every practice and every game, and you're missing some uh, key guys and some core guys in the lineup. But, um, yeah, I mean, everyone's dealing with it, and the easiest easiest thing about hockey is to to stay positive. It's a a fun job. Everyone, I'm sure, would love to have this job. And from where I stand, it's it's very easy to come to the rink and and be happy and and be a good guy and be a good teammate.
2: I like that a lot. Kevin Hayes of the Flyers, again, there at Boston. Tomorrow night at 7, Eagles are at Tampa Bay Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock. So the uh, head coach Nick Sirianni talking about what he's thinking. Tom Brady on the other side, and as the Eagles, who are off to a struggling kind of start, two and five, are now in the playoffs. Oh,
3: the guys, out! It's uh, it's obviously
0: tough when you
2: have Kevin Hayes. We did that one already. Nick Sirianni,
3: obviously very excited uh, for the opportunity that our team has to go out there and to to be one of the few teams that get in the playoffs, right? And to be able to play for everyone's goal, right? And but we'll take it one game at the, one game at a time. And we're gonna we're gonna prepare like crazy for this game. We're gonna we're gonna have our same process that we've had throughout the entire year of trying to get a little bit better each day to give ourselves a chance to go one and zero. And you know we know how good of a team that, that Tampa is, and and that's gonna be typical right throughout the playoffs. Everybody you everybody that you're playing now is is one of their division or won enough games to get their one of the three wild card spots. So. We know that every game from here on here on out is going to be a challenge, and and that's the way the NFL is. Like if you if you come into a game too high, too low, not going about it the right way in this league, we we see it. We saw it all day yesterday, right? Anybody can be anybody at any time, and so you know that that's been our process the entire year, and and we're going to stay the same way. I know it sounds cliche, but you know it's just if you start doing anything different now in the playoffs than you've done the entire. 17 weeks prior to or 18 weeks prior to you've done the 17 to 18 weeks wrong that's my philosophy that's how I was raised in this business and we know we got a challenge we know we're we're playing a very good team the defending uh Super Bowl champs and uh we're going to prepare like crazy that we got the right guys in this building that are I know we're going to give everything we got and do everything we can do to to get better each day to put ourselves in position to win this week Eagles
2: head coach Nick Sirianni, star wide receiver Devontae Smith on his
3: thoughts entering the playoffs. You you play to play to continue. So I mean just go out there get a win continue playing. Uh, I mean that that's been the goal the whole time getting to the playoffs and you know try to win a win it, win it all. I mean, that's what it is. That's what it's all about. So, I mean, we didn't come this far just to stop now.
2: Smith's alma mater Alabama was in the national championship game Monday night. They lost, of course, Smith was on the team when they won one or maybe two. He's, you know, I'm not sure if it was in two or one, but he helped them win the championship a couple years back and uh, was asked if that background in playing the SEC, perhaps the best uh, college football conference in the country, helps him in the pros and going into the playoffs. A
3: lot of us have been playing football all, about all our lives, so it's kind of just like we've been here. A lot of us have been here before, whether it's in college playing for conference championships and things like that. Um, a lot of us have been here before, so it's just like you treat it like another game, just the way that you approach it and things like that.
2: Stevante Smith of the Eagles, 1 uh, o'clock kickoff against Tampa Bay this Sunday afternoon. Also on the Preborn scoreboard, We're up to 118 ultrasounds and 332 to go. We are teamed up with Preborn this month to provide free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. The opportunity to see their baby and hear their baby's heartbeat. Very powerful, as you might imagine. Very effective in a general way, though, of promoting life. Uh, each ultrasound is $28. If you could do the cost of one, that'd be great. 833 850 baby. 833 850 baby. That's 833 850 2229. Or I click the preborn banner right on our homepage at wfil.com. and get an update from preborn every day and post that there so you can kind of see the update scoreboard. And then on Monday, we get what happened over the weekend. So we're off to a good start. We're about a quarter of the way there. And kind of ramping up into the new year here, so we're kind of on pace to get to the goal we're hoping for, which is 450 total. You're welcome to do as many as you like. You can do $5 and just contribute toward one, so don't think that it doesn't matter. It all adds up. Again, that number is 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, or the pre-born manager right on our homepage at WFIL.com. Brief break. Keep our program rolling in just
1: a moment. It's Tim DeMoss' show on WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.
3: So I could one day pray for you to save my life. Pray for you to save my life. Pray for you to save my life.
2: 560 WFIL.com on the app. I love that song from Reliant K and the song I celebrate the day. Yes, it's uh, talking about Christmas, but it's also talking about New Year's and it's actually talking about the annual evaluation many of us will do and the greater truth of the gospel itself. Uh, Reliant K going to be in town, by the way, on the 21st of March at the TLA on South Street. I believe that's a Monday. We had John Schneck from Reliant K join us, longtime guitar player, back out and tour uh, this spring. And uh, the uh, podcast that interview is right on our homepage at WFIL.com. It's actually uh, a kind of two guests we had that day. Katie Trent joined us as well. She is an author of a book called Dishing Up Devotions, and we are giving uh, that book away all month long. It's a pretty cool book. And uh, in Katie's own words, here's uh, the deal.
4: So I love faith, family, homeschooling, and baking. And this book is a combination of all of those things. So it was incredibly fun to write. And it's really the heart behind it is just to equip busy moms, whether you homeschool or not, to be able to spend time growing your faith and strengthening your character while doing meaningful activities. I really wanted people to know that faith building can and should be fun, and so it's Set up as 36 weeks, so you can do one for each typical week of a school year. And each week has got encouragement for mom based on a biblical character trait that we'd like to instill in our families. And so start with encouragement for mom with a prayer and an affirmation, and then it provides a quick, simple family activity to build their faith and help them to really understand, like, what does it look like in our everyday life to live out a character trait? Like, what does it mean to be strong and courageous? For example, and then it's got a something I call a baking buddies, which is a conversation starter and a connection to make it an object lesson along with a delicious baking recipe that helps again reinforce that theme. So it's fun and it's quick and it's easy and delicious.
2: It's Katie Trent, author of Dishing Up Devotions. And uh, I asked her about one chapter in particular, chapter fourteen.
4: So chapter fourteen is all about faithfulness and we talk about how we can be faithful and then trust our kids with more responsibilities and correlating that to how when we're faithful with the little things in our life, God is able to give us more and entrust us with more. And so it's talking about how can we grow in that. Um, And a family activity is really looking at how we can all grow in faithfulness and little things in our home. And then that upside down apple part, that's one of my favorites too. We talk about the parable of the talents, Um, and kind of tie that in, and we talk about how, you know, the kingdom of God seems upside down in a lot of ways, because those who have more and are faithful with it get more, you know. Um, It seems kind of backwards to a society where we think of fairness in different terms, and so we get to make that delicious upside-down apple tart, and it's a super simple, easy recipe, but it turns out beautifully, so it's fun to share with your family or even guests, and so then you get to make the tart and talk about that faithfulness
2: together and then enjoy the treat. That's Katie Trent. Again, the book called Dishing Up Devotions, one of a number of prizes that we have on our contest page, and we're always working on trying to add to that. We hope that the experience you have with WFIL is multifaceted. Certainly the programs that you hear are the, you know, called the main entree. That's really what hopefully is an encouragement to you and challenging in your faith and, and all of that. Uh, but then there's a lot of things in and around those things, including the contests that we do, and our partnership with Preborn, as I mentioned earlier in the program, we're looking this month to provide free ultrasound sessions for uh, pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. So uh, go to our site every now and again, wfil.com, tool around and see what's there. I mentioned the podcast of that uh, Reliant K, John Schneck from Reliant K and Katie Trent together in one show. There there are a bunch of others and, uh, you can find the podcast other places too, but it's right in our homepage. And then the contest page is a prayer center. You can drop off a request and uh, many other things too. That's all at WFIL.com. Speaking of, um, a contest, we gave away apologetics CD. I'm trying to remember the title of it. It was, it was last month. Uh, better again, I forget it. Actually, I don't remember, but I know the new one because there's another one coming and it's called Back from the Future. I'm excited because it's one more 80s CD. I love 80s music. I'm a longtime DJ. I love all kinds of music. I'm the baby in my family. So I grew up on Elvis and the Beatles and everything and 70s music uh, and everything like that. But I also uh, keep very current. And so I'll DJ Sweet Sixteens and everything in between. And Um, One reason I actually like doing that is to provide a service to folks who are trying to have a a fun event that's clean, Uh, because there's a lot of mainstream music that is clean, Um, and then there's also Christian music, of course, you can work in, too. Anyhow, uh, Apologetics is one of my favorite uh, groups, uh, partly because of who they are as people. Very godly people, but very down-to-earth, and very fun, and very talented. They have 64 CDs out now, and uh, the newest one, Back from the Future is all 80s parodies. It's the third of three. And so the contest that will be up on our site before, I think, maybe before the day is out, or if not today, it will be up there tomorrow, is to win their new CD, Back from the Future. And then there's a grand prize we can win all three of their 80s CDs trilogy. But they have stuff, again, from the 50s and 60s, 70s, right through the present, lots of different styles. So check them out. I highly recommend them. Uh, Apologetics.com is their site. A P O L O G E-T-I-X. And each of the uh, song parodies comes with a scripture reference or two or three. So if you want to have fun with your Bible study, if you're a pastor looking for a fun way to, uh, you know, enhance your sermon or teaching something, it's a great way to do it. Music is very powerful and it's easy to remember things a lot of times just by memorizing a song. I'll give you one example from the CD we're giving away. I'm going to play it for you in a second. Uh, From the 80s. Now, when you think of 80s music, there are... There are people who, ha- who had songs in the 80s, just they happen to be around, you know, before and after. I don't necessarily think of that as 80s music. I think of 80s music very specifically with certain kinds of bands, often one-hit wonders. Eddie Grant is one of those. He had a song called Electric Avenue in the early 80s that I remember liking as a young teenager. And Apologetics has now done a parody of that song. And they've changed Electric Avenue from Eddie Grant to Select Me After You, instead of Electric Avenue. And it has to do with the story of Elijah and Elisha in 2 Kings. This is listed in the liner notes. Let me read it for you here and play the song for you as well. 2 Kings chapter 2, Elijah Taken Up to Heaven is the, the subject or the title of it, if you will. When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, the Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. The company of the prophets at Bethel came out to Elisha and asked, Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, Elisha replied, but do not speak of it. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, Elisha, the Lord has sent me to Jericho. Fifty men of the company of the prophets went and stood at a distance, facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan. Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up, and struck the water with it. The water divided to the right and to the left, and the two of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah said. Yet if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise not. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw this and cried out, My father, my father the chariots and horsemen of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes and tore them apart. He picked up the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the cloak that had fallen from him and struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah, he asked. When he struck the water, it divided to the right and to the left, and he crossed over. The company of the prophets from Jericho who were watching said, The spirit of Elijah is resting on Elisha. And they went out to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. At 2 Kings, chapter 2, verses 1 through 15. When Elijah is taken up to heaven and Elisha receives that double portion he had asked for. This is a fun song that tells that story. A parody of Eddie Grant's Electric Avenue. This is... Select me after you. It's Tim Demarchio, WFIL.
0: Oy! Hey, we gonna walk now two and let's see how we do. Oh yeah, you take us higher.
2: M560 WFIL.com WFIL. on the app. Select
0: Me Avenue,
2: you parody of Eddie Grant's Electric Avenue from the brand new Apologetic CD, Back From the Future. That's their 80th, or oh not 80th, that's their 64th CD, three in them from the 80s now. Uh, the one before that was called Never Before But Then Again. Whoopsie, that's not supposed to be a So Back From the Future is the new CD. It's their 64th. The last several have been from the 80s included never before but then again we gave that away recently and we're going to be giving away this brand new one either later on tonight it'll be on the contest page or uh, sometime tomorrow so keep an eye out for that jay jackson from apologetics when he joined us mentioned that the next thing they're moving on to is uh, some cds from the 70s and some some parodies there so you can keep up on all that at apologetics.com a-p-o-l-o-g-e-t-i-x brief break more to come in just a moment it's tim debaugh show w-f-i-l
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's
2: 433 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in today. Listen to AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app. You can get that from our site or wherever you get your apps. You know. So uh, just a quick P.S. to the last segment there where I played a song from Apologetics, a parody Uh, Christian Parody Band. They have hundreds of songs from the 50s through the present. They're all birthed in Scripture and Bible study. And and I know when Jay Jackson has joined us before, he has shared that the Bible is like the only book that he reads. it, It gets better every single time he reads it. And I have to agree with him. It's really rich. If you think about the power of the Bible, it doesn't need updates. It doesn't need adjustments or anything. The way it was written was written perfectly and addresses exactly what's needed. I know at one time our pastor said that, uh, because there are times you might wonder, I wonder why God didn't talk much about that. And, uh, or I wonder why what's in there is in there. But his encouragement to us was God knew exactly what needed to be in there and what amounts and we can take uh, comfort in that and don't have to worry about the stuff that's not explicitly addressed sometimes. Do you ever think about the fact that there isn't, to my knowledge, there is not a a passage on uh, what do I do uh, when I'm not sure what to do with my life, like directly, like uh, there was a guy from so-and-so and he was between jobs and he did this, this and this, and he got a job. You know, we all struggle that those are things that happen and we are between things or we're not sure. Bible talks about wisdom in more general terms, but like there are certain stories that are very specific on certain things, but there, there isn't a story about this guy or this gal from here or there. And, uh, especially when it comes to uh, I'm not sure what I want to do with my life or what I should be doing next. And that's something we spend a lot of time thinking about. It's interesting. you know. I just thought about that. But anyhow, as I read it, and, uh, as, as uh, uh, big as it can be, it, yet yeah, it, yeah, it's very finite, the amount, amount of pages you can read it over and over. And Jay from Apologetics reads it through every year, sometimes twice. I, I've been reading through the Old Testament, and uh, I read Second Kings leading into that uh, song I played a few moments ago. But currently, I, I personally am actually in First Kings. And I just want to share three verses with you that I read a couple days ago that I thought are beautiful, and I don't remember reading them before. Uh, this is where, if you remember King David, one of the uh, all-stars of the Bible, one of the most well-known uh, people in, in, uh, in the Bible, wanted to build a temple for the Lord. And uh, he was told, your son Solomon is actually going to be the one who does that. So I'm, I've been reading right through the part where Solomon, his son, actually has completed the temple, and he's speaking to all the elders of Israel and the people and kind of recounting history a bit. And he says, in a, this is in 1 Kings chapter 8, verses 17 to 19, simply says, this is Solomon speaking, My father David had it in his heart to build a temple for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. But the Lord said to my father David, Because it was in your heart to build a temple for my name, you did well to have this in your heart. Nevertheless, you are not the one to build the temple, but your son, who is your own flesh and blood. He is the one who will build the temple for my name. It's those words in the middle that leapt off the page to me, and I thought were particularly beautiful. The Lord said to my father, David, because it was in your heart to build a temple for my name, you did well to have this in your heart. And then in verse 19, it goes on. No surprise, but it's going to be your son, Solomon that had been said before, but it's that part of the Lord saying to David, you did well to have that in your heart. Good job, but it's actually not good. But the answer is no. And I think that's a, a beautiful example, perhaps that you and I may have things in our hearts we'd like to do, we'd like to see done, we'd like to accomplish for the Lord, for the good of the you know, in the world, in our communities. And maybe we will be able to do those things or some of them, and maybe we won't. But it's it's a kind of a neat thing to think that the Lord was affirming David's desire, even while he was saying, But it's not going to be you. And I thought that's a sweet way of the Lord gently telling David. It's I, it's not going to be you, but that was that was good of you in your heart to be wanting to do that. And so for me, I'm just filing that away because I know I've actually I've actually had examples in my life where I've had to ask myself uh, specifically with Christian radio and certain things I was hoping to accomplish in it. If somebody else came along and did what you were hoping for, would you be okay with that, Tim? I, I had to ask myself that there was a long stretch without getting into all of it right here. There was a stretch of about 10 years where I wasn't really sure if I'd be doing radio again. And these last several years being on WFIL have been a real blessing, but I never, sh- I was never sure they would come again. And this kind of the, sh- the show we do here specifically is actually a show. I, uh, it's kind of a dream show for me, to be honest, because it incorporates a lot of elements it's not common in Christian Radio to have a show like this one where we have a lot of different guests, including those who don't know the Lord. The, the Reader's Digest version of The Way My Mind Thinks is John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. That means all seven billion people on this planet, that's who Jesus came for and those who have come before and those who will yet come. He came for those. Why? So John 3.16, maybe the most popular verse ever when they go uh, and they kicked the a field goal to win the game. Like I think it was the Raiders game the other night. There was that yellow sign right behind the goalpost, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And so if you're new to this program, or maybe you've heard me say this before, I've mentioned it once in a while. I hope this program reflects that. Like When this show is over and I walk out the door I hope that whether God has me hanging out with a bunch of Christians and we're praying together, talking about the Lord, or whether I'm somewhere where there's no Christians around, uh, he, he died for all of those people. So I want to be mindful of that and available to him however he chooses to use me. So the radio I've always wanted to do is what's happening these past few years where we have a lot of Christians on, a lot of pastors and Christian music. and all that, But we also have folks who I don't know where they stand. But I look for some common ground to try and have those conversations. And sometimes they lead to really good places. And other times you just kind of come away with some general information. But I hope that's how my life is played out. You would not believe that that philosophy I just shared with you, that that mindset. Uh, I've worked in Christian radio for many years with many wonderful people. But generally speaking, suffice it to say for right now, that's not really how it's done. Uh, and, And so to be able to do it now a huge blessing. But for about 10 or 12 years, I was kind of in a place where I really wasn't working in radio much and I didn't know. And I, and I had to ask myself if the, just back to first, first Kings here, if the Lord took your idea, Tim and somebody else did it, would you be okay with that? Or, or, or are you the only one who gets to do it? And so that's really, hand, it, it's a challenge to me to be hands off. And I had to say, you know what, Lord, I'd love to do this kind of radio one day, but if it doesn't work, May it be as you want it to be. So, uh, anyway, I hope you're encouraged by that. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 17 to 19 was the ones I shared a moment ago. And and honestly, yesterday was a super busy day. I almost didn't take time to read at all. That's always a challenge. Some days it's easier. Some days it's harder. Uh, But I just encourage you that I think God honored that because just taking uh, five minutes or whatever it was, really gave me something to think about and chew on and and be encouraged by. And I think that's what Jay Jackson from Apologetics was saying. As he reads it, it just gets better and better. So be encouraged, even if it's just for a few minutes, to pause and uh, turn the show off if you have to. Honestly, if you haven't taken time with the Lord, go ahead and turn the show off and just open up your phone and or your Bible and read for a few minutes. Connect with the Lord. That's why we're here. We're not here to establish a, a program for us. We're here to point you to vertically to the one who can make all the difference in your life every single area of your life back in just a second we have a special guest joining us from pennsylvania family institute named michael gear and uh we'll wrap up the show after that It's tim DeMoss show on wfil
1: live and local it's the tim DeMoss show weekday afternoons four till five on am 560 wfil and at wfil.com our podcast continues it's
2: four forty five on the tim DeMoss show thank you for listening in uh, we have a, a good ongoing relationship with Pennsylvania Family Institute, and we've had Dan Barkowiak, uh, Randall Wenger, and also uh, Lexi Snell, and today we bring on Michael Gear. Hey, Michael, how are you?
3: Well, I'm doing
5: well, Tim. Thanks for having me
2: on. Yeah, it's great to uh, chat with you. We have uh, press releases that we receive from Pennsylvania Family Institute every now and again, and uh, yep. it's great to be able to help the audience just kind of get updated on what's going on, especially locally. So. Uh, this one caught my eye the uh, the, max, the vaccine mandate and you're the expert yeah. so I'll I'll give you the floor and feel free to share a little bit about what's going on.
5: Sure, I'm happy to do that and and one of the facets of the Pennsylvania Family Institute is our Independence Law Center. You mentioned having uh, Randall Wenger on the program uh, previously; he's our chief counsel. Yeah. And as part of uh, the law center, we like to uh, or have the opportunity rather to weigh in. On important legal cases, some that we bring ourselves, others in situations where other organizations uh, or allies are working on something. And so, with the uh, the vaccine mandate that was uh, that came from the Biden administration, specifically from the uh, Occupational uh, Safety and Health Administration or OSHA, that mandate that uh, came from that bureaucracy, requiring employers of 100 employees or more to require a vaccination for COVID 19 and the boosters or to require uh, regular testing of employees and things. Our sister organization down in Texas, uh, there are about 40 organizations like Pennsylvania Family Institute, independent organizations all around the country, contacted us and, uh, and our colleagues around the country and said, hey, the court is hearing this case. A challenge has been brought by the state of Ohio and others on uh, whether it's legal, constitutional for the, uh, for the Biden administration and specifically OSHA to impose this mandate. And we're looking to do a friend of the court brief, an amicus brief on the religious liberty aspects of it. Uh, I think a lot of your listeners would be quite aware of the concern related to these mandates and religious liberty. And uh, specifically, uh, you know, with uh, with this this particular mandate and imposing it on employers and then putting employers in the position of determining uh, sort of the religious uh, adherence or or. perspectives of their employees. Yeah. So uh, the, the decision was, you know, do we want to participate in, in in an amicus brief specifically focused on religious liberty? And being an organization based here in Pennsylvania, which uh, our commonwealth founded on religious liberty and having a law center that uh, the Independence Law Center, which really does focus very heavily on sanctity of life, but especially religious liberty, uh, we decided we wanted to weigh in and uh, participate in this front of the court brief.
2: Yeah, Michael Gear is our guest with Pennsylvania Family Institute, and so that brief was filed just a week or two ago, or wh- how long ago was that? Yeah, just
5: last week. Yeah, just last week. Uh, so the Supreme Court, uh, right through the holidays, this case, you know, kind of rushed up uh, the the uh, the court right up to the Supreme Court with the state uh, the the filing asking uh, for the the uh, Supreme Court to put a stay on this mandate, which actually went into effect earlier this week. Uh, January 7th, I think, was the date uh, or no, January 7th is when the court heard the the case. Uh, So we submitted the brief uh, a week ago this past Monday with uh, 30 of our colleagues from around the country, the different state family policy councils and a national organization with which we associate the Family Policy Alliance. And basically, there are three points to the to the brief. It's kind of like a three point sermon with two little uh, sub points okay. in the brief. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first one is uh, the first point is just protecting religious liberty has been of paramount importance since the founding of our country. Yeah. Uh, so that just needs to be stated. That uh, and you being based right there in Philadelphia and understanding, you know, William Penn's, which we talked about in our in our uh, news release. Uh, that that's n- number one importance to talk about the uh, the value and uh, sort of prime importance of religious liberty in our country. And so the brief articulates the centrality and importance of religious freedom in the United States. And then it highlights the many challenges the mandate would impose on employers and employees. And I'm sure you probably had listeners or others who have talked about the challenges they're facing with employer mandates, whether from this or just from hospitals or universities or other things that are uh, challenging people's uh, liberty. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. second point was that that uh, Congress and the states, the state you know legislators are typically highly protective of religious liberty when making laws. Uh, we see that when laws are being debated, uh, you know even the so-called Equality Act and things like that, that, that the, the debate ends up in Congress, the representatives of people being concerned about the constitutional implications of what they're doing, as well and specifically the First Amendment implications on religious liberty. So. Typically, when you have uh, mandates or other sorts of things that uh, that come down that, that are constitutional and done in the right way, they come through Congress because they typically, whether it's Congress or against state legislatures, do tend to pay attention to religious liberty. Now, the difference here, and this is point three of the, the brief, which is that agencies, government agencies, the bureaucracies as they were, are not uh, – they do not tend to pay attention to the the will of the people so much. They're just kind of doing their – their uh, thing, they tend to underprotect religious liberty. And this brief went through sort of the history of OSHA and other government agencies that tend to ignore religious liberty. And and I think, you know, Tim, we're seeing that played out in places like Canada and in Australia and other things where the bureaucracy is sort of driving the bus when it comes to uh, COVID and the way people are being treated related to their illness or to the vaccine and those sorts of things. And so those are kind of the three points of the uh, of of the brief that the religious liberty really suffers under agency rules and uh, the OSHA's rule the way it's set up really epitomizes that the agency does not pay attention to religious liberty they're they're putting employers in a very very tough position
2: yeah it's awkward at, at minimum right yeah. if nothing else yeah so
5: well it, it creates a situation and you know uh, we're helping my wife and I actually uh, we've been helping a, an immigrant uh Uh, from South Sudan over a number of years with jobs and other sorts of situations when she found herself homeless and those sorts of things. And she has an employer now that wants to, uh, that has this OSHA mandate in mind and is trying to uh, push her to get the vaccine, which she does not want to get for religious objections, uh, among other things. And um, this puts those, she then has to fill out a form for the employer to decide whether her religious objection is legitimate. And for the government to tell employers to then make these determinations is really putting employers in a very tough place. Yeah. And, again, that's the way bureaucracies tend to, to end up uh, pushing these issues.
2: Michael Gear with Pennsylvania Family Institute, our guest today on the Tim Demoss show for a few moments on WFIL. How soon uh, already, I'm, I'm guessing is already, but how soon is that mandate going to be felt because it was or it's already happening? Oh.
5: Yeah, I think it kind of already is. That's you know, I'm a little bit surprised that we didn't hear from the Supreme Court already earlier this week. So I think employers are kind of uh, sitting tight. Uh, There are already kind of employers that are putting things into place or or making those uh, demands and and employers quite frankly, can do that on their own. I mean that they have that opportunity without the government intervening or imposing itself in that in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's a challenge right now this month that many you know that, that millions of Americans are, are having to deal with.
2: What can a person who's listening do, especially if they work for a company that does have that falls in that category, I guess it's of a hundred or more employees, and they get communication about you're going to have to get vaccinated or else you're going to have to get tested or you're going to have to do all these other things or whatever that, that's going to be involved. Is there anything that a you know, typical person can do in the meantime?
5: Well, it's it's challenging uh, to tell what they can do. I mean, they, they can uh, talk with their employer, number one, and ask, you know, for forbearance related to uh, if it's a, a true religious exempt, uh, a religious objection that they have for it, because the Constitution really does provide for that, and it's something they should push for. Yeah. They can uh, can look for that. They can, you know, there are organizations like the uh, Liberty Council and others that have resources online uh, that, can, uh, that can help them. I'd be happy to, you know, if people want to send us an email, I'd be happy to send them a copy of this brief, and then also uh, a little uh, fact sheet that we have about uh, the religious religious exemption. If they send an email to uh, um, mail at PA org, Okay. Uh, just say uh, send vaccine information. Uh, we'll, we'll send the, uh, the brief out and, but uh, they just need to put that on the subject line or, or somewhere in the email, please send vaccine information.
2: Okay. And it's simply mail M A I L at PA org. And that, yes. that with the vaccine. OK, that's good. And in general, yes. PAFamily.org for info on the work you do and also to kind of keep up on this case. Is there a best way to keep an eye on what the developments are?
5: Well, we'll certainly be having updates on our website as well. And,
0: and uh, okay.
5: um, you know, and just paying attention to this, this, is, this will be big news, whatever the Supreme Court ends up doing in, in this particular case, because it should come down any time.
2: OK, so it may, may yet not be that far off. Actually, some of these things take a long right. Oh, time, yeah, no, right? <laughs>
5: so no, it, well, they usually do, but this is kind of an emergency request, and, and the, the, uh, you know, the, the, the request of the state of Ohio and those who filed these briefs was that the court would put a stay on the mandate, and so there's, they should be ruling any time now on that.
2: Okay. Michael, it's great to uh, make your acquaintance. I've seen your name floating around the press releases, but I haven't talked to you directly, and it's great to have another yep. fine person to speak with when these matters are popping up. So
5: Well, glad to glad to be on with you and appreciate the opportunity you give to our team here at Pennsylvania Family.
2: Amen. Keep up the good work. God bless you and have a great night. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. That's Michael Gere with Pennsylvania Family Institute. And again, you can find out more about what they're doing. PAFamily.org. We're coming down the home stretch of the program today. Uh, just a reminder that our partnership with Preborn continues. We're at 118 ultrasounds. And uh, 332 to go. Goal is 450 overall. January being Sanctity of Human Life Month. And one way you can be pro-life is to uh, you know help uh, a woman or a young girl pregnant who's considering not keeping their child to at least have the opportunity to see their child and to hear their child's heartbeat. It's a general yet powerful and effective way. Obviously, it's a challenging topic and, and can be difficult. Uh, but part of that conversation hopefully is actually saying nothing and just the chance to see the child and hear that child's heartbeat. Um, Scott Wilder from Preborn was on with us yesterday. He actually spoke about that.
6: Nationally, the average is over 83% of the time. Girls and women, when they hear their baby's heartbeat, when they see their baby on an ultrasound, uh, they will choose life so maybe if it were not for the ultrasound, perhaps 40% of the time, I think the numbers are if you just tell them, like, here's what's going on in your body and it's the size of a peanut and whatever and whatever else you want to tell them, they might 40% of the time say, yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'm going I'm to have my baby. But when you show them, when you introduce them to their baby for the first time, that's the way I look at it. Yeah. You have a chance to introduce a girl to her baby for the first time. You're going to give her the first picture she's ever going to have of her baby. I mean, out of all the pictures, she's going to have all the firsts, you know, the, the first step, first tooth, first grade, first date, first dance, first car. I mean, on and on and on. You're providing the very first picture. And so would you join us today and say, yeah, I'm going I'm to do that today. And overwhelmingly, girls and women will choose life. So just know that God will really do the heavy lifting if we will simply uh, do our part.
2: That's Scott Wilder with Preborn. The number for that is 833-850-BABY, 833-850-BABY. Each ultrasound just $28. Perhaps you could do one or two. Some folks have done more. Whatever you can do would be great. Or you can click the pre-born banner right in our homepage at WFIL.com. One more time, the number, 833-850-2229. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful night. See you tomorrow.